and good morning, everybody. God bless you this morning on this February 15th, year of our Lord, 2024, the day after Valentine's Day when you and your spouse give your uh, all your love and your heart to Jesus uh, because Jesus will never let you down and he'll always be there. And just when you think he's not there, he ends up showing back up every single day in order to get your attention because he wants to be with you. It's that simple. Every single day, he's calling you on the phone. Every single day, he's knocking on your door like that pesky neighbor. Eli, you know that neighbor that you don't want to walk out at a certain time? Because if you walk out at a certain time, that neighbor will come outside and they'll be like, hey, neighbor, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ah, hot one today, neighbor, huh? It sure is a hot one today. What are you going to do about that thing up there? That's Jesus. And so many people take that for granted and don't answer the phone. Don't answer the door. Don't invite Jesus in for coffee. So many people ignore it because it's easier for them to just say, not right now. Not right now. Um, Yesterday was a pretty... Interesting and daunting day here in the uh, granite state of New Hampshire. Um, So yesterday was Valentine's Day, as you all know. And my wife and I had a uh, reservation for dinner um, about 30, 40 minutes away from where we live. And our reservation was at 445. Now, the reason why we did it so early is because we have five kids and we can never be out late. And if we get to spend two hours together uninterrupted with no kids, um, it's a blessing. So I, I, now that I don't do a night show, uh, I try to pick up my kids from school and then come back to work if I, you know, if I have to come back to work. But I, I, I spent three years not being able to, you know, pick them up from school, not be able to go to many of their games. I spent three years not being able to eat dinner with them. And, um, you know, so now I'm trying to, to do as much as I can. If I have to leave work at three o'clock to get them from school and then drop them off and talk to them for a little bit and then come back to work and then get back in time for dinner, that's still more than what I was getting for three years doing the, the night show here. Um, so here's how it went. I left here and uh, we were out of uh, heating oil. Well, we were running out of heating oil. So I was waiting yesterday for the heating oil people to come and deliver oil. Um, because we were so low, I had it shut off and I thought maybe they would have to go down in a basement and bleed the system once they, they brought the, the heating oil. So I called them and, and, and I said, hey, you guys, can you get here as soon as you can? I got to leave today. They said, oh, yeah, we'll get there. Well, they didn't get here, so I had to leave. And poor Eli had to, 
you know, stay and wait for him. And he had, you know, some plans yesterday too. Not that big of a deal. So I left and I was just, I was in a hurry and I went to pick up my kids from school. And right as I picked him up, my daughter says to me, uh, dad, it sounds like your tires popped or something. It sounds like the tires hissing. Well, fortunately for me, I just bought those tires brand spanking new and they're for a truck. So they, they're not cheap. And I ran over a piece of metal somewhere, a big piece of metal that didn't just puncture my hole or my tire, Eli, with a hole. It gashed it like, like Wolverine got a hold of it. And I'm like, so I had to drive back as quick as I could to the garage. By the time I got it back to the garage, the, uh, the tire was on the rim almost. So I got it there in time. Then I got home. We had 15 minutes to get ready, rushed out the door, kissed the kids. We'll be back in no time at all. And I get a call from my mom. And I ignored it at first. I said, mom, not right now. But one thing that I've been able to do over the last few years as I've been on my journey with Jesus is I've been able to listen when God's calling. So as I hung up the phone, or I, as I, 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 I ignored it, God instantly said, you should have picked up that call. And I looked at my wife and I said, I think I need to call her back. My wife said, okay, call her back. So I called my mom back. I said, hey, mom, what's up? And she doesn't answer at first. I can hear her. But she didn't answer. And I said, Mom, you there? And then I heard her crying. Yesterday was her first um, appointment back to the hospital or to the uh, the hospital since she got out of the hospital, which you know that all went down about a month and a half ago. They had to have her get better. They had to have her on breathing machines. Nurses were coming. The whole nine yards. Found out yesterday that it is lung cancer. She, uh, I saw some people talking about it in the chat. Uh, their own, their own family members going through this and biopsies and, and everything else. Um, but my mom has lung cancer. And. <laughs> We find, we find this out, you know, as we're heading out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Not that I'm saying, well, it had to be today. It's just it was that, you know, it was rough. Especially after everything that we went through a month ago. So, there we are. Um, so what do you do, right? You comfort her. And then I ask thousands of you to pray because prayer is the most powerful thing on the planet. Prayer is the most powerful thing on the planet. Now, they're scheduled her to go back to, you know, put her to sleep and go in and do uh, biopsies and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, 
the the silver lining in all of it, and I see you guys in uh, ivermectin and and uh, fen ben uh, fen all. I see you guys are saying that. Thank you so much. I'm I'm aware of that as well. Uh, but but pray pray for that to subside. Now the silver lining in all of it is um, is they say they they caught it early. Right. So that's a good thing, right? And as I was talking to my wife about it last night, we chose not to tell our kids about it last night because once we got home, our kids were like, these Valentines and this Valentines and this is what we're doing and can we do this this weekend? The father-daughter dance is Friday that we go to every year and they were showing me their dresses and how do you say, that's all great, everybody. Um, Grammy Nay has lung cancer. Um, so we didn't tell the kids. If they watch this show, they'll know now. But they caught it early. And if anything, if anything, This is God not giving her lung cancer. But what I'm saying is, if anything, this is the time that she needs to answer that call. Not just so she is sure of where she'll spend eternity, but so she has peace. So she can put a smile on her face through whatever it is she's going through. Now, I got to tell you, my mom and I were never close My dad and I were never close. You guys all know that. And up until this point, I never realized that I did love my mom as much as I actually did. Um, And then so now I'm not surprised that they've diagnosed her with lung cancer. But I pray and pray that the blessing here, the, the, the calling from God is that we caught it early and we can treat it and we can ask for prayers before it's too late because you can trust in God's promise among everybody else's, right? And maybe because of the fact that we caught it early, that's the blessing. And maybe, just maybe, this woman of 65 Maybe her hardened heart will finally be chiseled off the rest of the way and maybe she'll turn to God. And that's what I'm asking prayers for. I'm not asking for prayers for the healing. I'm not asking prayers for the resurrection, of, or for, the, for, the, for the, um, the, the, the health to be restored, the restoration of health. I am asking you all to pray that she can turn to God. That's what we need because in God is all the answers. In God is all the blessings. In God is all the healing. In God is all the restoration. In God is all the stepping out of the old and stepping into the new. That's what we want. So if you guys could, my mom's name is Renee, and I would very, very, very much appreciate prayers for her. 
Speaking of prayers, we're now 22 minutes past the hour. I titled today's show, God is Trying to Reach You. So let's answer him, shall we? Lord and Heavenly Father, what a wonderful day today is. What a wonderful blessing it is to be able to sit here and ask for prayers for somebody who is going through a very difficult trial right now. What a blessing it is that you give us the opportunity to even get a call from you, get a knock on the door from you, bringing us messages of good tidings and salvation when we don't deserve it. It's even more amazing than the publisher's clearinghouse showing up with millions of dollars in, in a big check. It's the greatest thing on earth. It's the greatest thing in heaven, and we thank you for that. Lord, as we get in today's sh- into today's show, reveal your message to each and every person that's watching and listening to this show today, watching live and who will watch later. So many people depend on this morning hour to get their message. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit can work within me to get it out the way you want people to comprehend it. Lord, we pray for people to turn to you. We pray for people to answer the call. We pray pray for people to answer the door and to throw their arms around you, hug you, embrace you, and invite you into their home. Because in you, is everything. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Take a drink of my coffee here. I really appreciate you guys and your prayers. Um, I want to get into the description of today's show. Oh, you guys are so great. Thank you. I, I don't know where I would be, to be honest with you, without each and every one of you every single day. I don't know, without Eli, without, I, I am a, uh, my personality is not a pack personality. My personality is a, I can do it all by myself, lone wolf personality. And while, while the, Satan wants me to believe that that's the best way for me to be, it's actually the worst way for me to be. Because when I get into that stage, I feel too comfortable. I feel too comfortable alone. So being able to be around so many great people um, keeps me from, from going that route. Because when I'm on this path, Even in the midst of the worst news, I can smile. And that was that's the hard thing. How do you tell somebody who just got this news to smile? How do you tell somebody that? How do you say, in God you can find joy?
This morning I sent her a text message. And I said, morning, mom, how you feeling? And I sent her this scripture. But the Lord says, forget the things that have happened in the past. Do not keep on thinking about them. I am about to do something new. It is beginning to happen even right now. Don't you see it coming? I'm going to make a way for you to go through the desert. I will make streams of water in the dry and empty land. Jeremy, does your mom have a Bible? Yes. Yes, she does. When we uh, fitted out this uh, section that, uh, of this building that has an apartment on it, um, when we sectioned it out for her, um, I put Bibles everywhere. <laughs> I put Bibles in the living room. I put a Bible in the kitchen. I put a Bible in the dining room area. I put a Bible where her bedroom is. I put a Bible everywhere for her so she doesn't have uh, any reason to say that she doesn't have God with her. Chris Green says, Jeremy, we have really powerful prayer team here at Julie Green Ministries, and we'll be praying for your mom and strength for you and your family. Chris and Julie Green, everybody, check them out every morning. Julie Green Ministries, one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest streams on Rumble, if not the greatest when it comes to God. Jeremy, what do you need, says Bad Moon. I just need love. That's all. I just need love and prayers. It was really, uh, I was having a hard time this morning coming in and doing these shows today. I wasn't going to do them. I was just going to, you know, get one of the other hosts to fill in. And then I realized, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do if I can't come here and have this? Now, I could be with my mom. My mom's with one of my other siblings right now. So I decided, you know, I'll come to work. And I'm going to come in, and I'm going to be with you guys. So I want to read the description. I said, how do you know God is calling you? Well, there are telltale signs that we will go through today to find out that if God is trying to reach you or not, and if he is, how to apply his calling to your life. Please help me share the gospel, not the gossip, today and help get this message out to the world because I think people are going to need to see this and hear this, okay? Please go to your verses of the day. If you got your verse of the day today, open your verse of the day up, which titled God is trying to reach you. I sent it this morning, and it's got a 1,000 people who have opened it, so there's still a lot of people who have not yet. 
There's not a specific verse we're going to go through today. But there is a list of things that I sent out in the morning newsletter that I want to touch on. And I see... Hold on. We got some feedback here. All right, there we go. Um, So let let me get into these. There's seven signs that we can identify in our lives to know whether God is calling us or not. Now, I have a reason to believe God is calling everybody. All the time. I have a reason to believe he's knocking on everybody's front door all the time. It's whether people decide to answer it or not, or whether people lend an ear to even hear it or not. You see, nowadays, you'll see, Eli, you'll see like people getting robbed or attacked on the street. People will just walk by. They won't, I don't want, they won't even look at it. They won't look at it so that they don't have to deal with it. Well, it's the same thing when God is reaching out, trying to, to, to talk to somebody. They're, they're, not even, they're not even allowing their ears to hear it. They're not allowing their eyes to see it. They're not allowing their soul to feel it. So here are seven telltale signs to recognize that he is trying to get your attention. Number one, you feel, clo- you feel a deeper desire in the depths of your soul to get closer to God. Have any of you felt that in the last year, two years, three years? You feel a deeper desire to get closer to God. Meaning that you feel a stronger urge to know his word, to know the truth, to understand the way he speaks and the way he wants you to listen. Twanity just donated $25 to Rumble Rants, said sharing your mom's story on 12-17-23 made me give up cigarettes. It saved my life. Thank you for your honesty. Prayers for your mom. That just made my day. I'm so happy that you gave up cigarettes. So, number one, and I apologize. We're having a rough. We're having a rough day today, folks. Now, actually, we had a rough day yesterday. Today's a new day, and it's a beautiful day that the Lord has made. So we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Okay. You feel a deeper desire to get closer to God, meaning that you're experiencing a stronger urge every day to know what the Bible says. You are hungry for the word. You go, I need to know what that says. And you read. And then you read another page. And then you need another page. And then you read another page. And all of a sudden, for the first time in your life, you're starting to understand the Bible in the way you've never ever understood it before. You're starting to understand the words that they use, the these and the thous, that you never, ever, ever, ever wanted to pay attention to because it was too daunting. It was too much. I don't understand it. But now you can understand it. Now you feel it. 
and you want to know more and you turn another page and you turn another page and somebody comes in and they say, hey, dad, or hey, Jeremy, or hey, babe. And you go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You turn into Joe Biden real, whoa, 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 man. You're getting nervous because I just want to read more. I want to hear more. That is one way that you know that God is reaching out for you. He's calling you. Number two, God will start to remove people from your life. Now, this is a big one. This is a big one. You know how many people that we no longer, that me and my wife no longer talk to? Not because we don't want to, but because they think that we're better than everybody else because we're Christians. Because when, after we became Christian, after we started going to church, we could not wait to spread the gospel to our friends and family. We could not wait for the opportunity to say, well, this is what God says. And just by saying that, they push you away. You don't push them away. You're trying to help and save them. You're trying to give them information that you got. The good news that you received, but they don't want it. They don't want to hear it. So this is another way that you know that God is reaching out to you daily and calling for you because he will start to remove those people from your lives. Now, in that time, you're going to experience a lot of loneliness and maybe even an isolation period from that person that you thought was so close to you. And the reason why God is removing them from your life, the number one reason... is because those people do not align with the path God has set out for you. And if they don't align with the path that God has set out for you, if they're not going to benefit in your salvation, if you're not going to benefit, if they're not going to benefit from your walk with, uh, with Jesus to salvation, then they're... They're just not, they're not aligned with it. And it doesn't matter how much you want to still be their friend. If they start separating from you, that's God doing that because they're not there for you. They're not there for salvation. And they're not there for the same reason that God is there with you. So he's just simply removing that from your life. And that's okay. Because when he opens or when he closes one door... He opens up another door. And usually, that means he opens up the door of fellowship of people in church. You start, to, you start to become a magnet almost for other fellow brothers and sisters, believers, people trying to walk their own path. You almost become a magnet for people like that. Katie says, it was hard losing friends. But God gave me new ones. Pray for them, though. A hundred percent, Katie. That's exactly right. You pray for those people that you once were great friends with. Lolo D says, I quit smoking recently, too. Thank you, Jeremy, for your open, honest heart. Who would have ever said, who would have ever thought people would be able to say that in my life, huh, Eli? Caramore says, I had a friend for 16 years and she just ghosted me for no reason. 
This is talking to me. Well, she ghosted you because God removed her. God said you can't be around your friend because you're not going to, you're going to be an anchor to what I am calling your friend to be. And God removed that person from you. That's a blessing. But at the same time, yes, pray for them. And even reach back out to her. Maybe 16 years. Maybe it's time. What if she's actually going through that a a God, a Jesus uh, journey right now? You just never know, I guess. Number three. You receive repetitive messages and confirmations from God. Eli, didn't we just talk about this story with how I became a Christian because of my dreams and my grandfather and my family and trying to get my family together? And I kept having the same dream over and over and over again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me just explain to you what that means, what the third sign means. You receive repetitive messages and confirmations from God. God will use various means to get your attention. And he will poke and poke and poke and poke and poke and poke. He'll use means like the Bible verses, scriptures, testimonials, devotionals, dreams, and other people to consistently bring up something over and over and over again until you get to a point where you say, Oh, fine. It's almost like if, if I keep getting the same phone number calling me over and over again. You know, nowadays you guys get phone numbers calling you from all over. It's like, we'd like to talk to you about Medicare and Medicaid and blah, 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 blah. It happens all the time, right? But it's always this weird number that you don't recognize. But when God is trying to use dreams or scripture or Bible verses or whatever or other people to get your attention over and over again, it's like somebody calling you from the same number over and over again, and you ignore it, and they call again, and you ignore it, and they call again. You ignore it, and they call again. Then finally you go, oh, hello, who is this? You answer the phone. That's all God is trying to do to you. That is what he's trying to do. So if that is happening, if that is present in your life, that's a good sign. And I know you guys have been through it. I know something has just weighed on you over and over again. And a message, whether it be a commercial or a TV or movie or whatever it is, it's the same message over and over and over and over again. <laughs> We've been trying to contract, contact you about your vehicles, extended warranty, Exactly. Exactly. Now, you guys know on my store, I have a shirt that looks like the front of a phone. Like when, when it says, Jesus calling, and it's got the green answer or the red ignore. And for the time, it says 413, because Philippians 413. Get your Jesus calling shirt at JeremyHerald.com today. One of the greatest shirts on the, uh, on the website. That's number three. Number four. You feel the Holy Spirit. You feel the Holy Spirit. Answering God's call and his calling will bring you a higher sense of knowing that there is something with you, right? That loneliness, 
and that period of isolation that you experienced when God is removing friends from you. He's removing one thing that is this big, but he's replacing something that is this big. God says, I know you're losing friends. I know you're losing acquaintances and family members. I know that, and I know it hurts. But I'm going to give you the ultimate friend, the Holy Spirit. And when you have this heightened sense that there is actually another person, the Holy Spirit is another per- is, is one in three. It is one of the three parts of God. He is with you. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he. He, the Holy Spirit, is with you. And when you can start having this, like, sense of you know that he's there, like he's right with you, in the car with you, everywhere you go with you, and you know, you know what, I don't, it's not going to bother me to answer questions from somebody who's not a Christian, even if I don't know the answer, because I know for sure that the Holy Spirit does. So I can look to him and say, hey, can you answer that for me? That's what I'm talking about. This heightened sense that the Holy Spirit, he's with you in your life and you, there's no amount of friends you could lose that would make you feel lonely anymore because you have that. That's, that to me, out of all of these in the list, that one right there, man, I need the Holy Spirit with me every day. And when I screw up, it's not necessarily me that feels guilty if I feel terrible because I just subjected my best friend, the Holy Spirit, to that as well. I made him guilty by association. Not really, but you know what I mean. I feel so embarrassed to my friend, the beautiful, wonderful Holy Spirit of God, when I do something stupid. Number five, you feel unfulfilled in your current life. Now, this is a big one, and this is one that I've told you guys a story about before, and I'll rehash that story. By the way, do me a favor. We have 1,600 people in here watching the Word of God right now, listening to the Word of God right now. I need you guys to do me a favor. I know you've already shared, but I need you to share again. I need you to share again. We need to get the Word out there. So number five, you feel unfulfilled in your current life. You sense there is something more to life beyond what you have been experiencing since the day you were born. And that indicates that there's a higher calling that God has for you. Remember when I told you that I used to work for a craft distillery and that everybody that walked into that distillery When they left, they would say, man, you've got the best job in the world. I wish I could quit my job in the city, and I wish I could move up here, and I wish I could work at this distillery. Man, you got the best job in the world. I would hear that 50 times a day, every single day. Now, you would think that would make me feel, yeah, I got something great. You would think that would make me feel so happy and joyful that, Not only did I have such a good job 
as the general manager of the distillery. I went from uh, salesman to head of sales to general manager uh, all within five years. And once I became general manager, I had that place making more money than it ever had before. So I was killing it on the sales. I had people envying my job, pawning all over my position every day. Oh, you're so great. You're so great. You're so great. And I felt worse than I ever felt in my life. I felt worse at that moment than I did when I was stuck in solitary confinement with absolutely no hope. Or so I thought. This is to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how much God has been with me. You know that song that you hear in the beginning of Rise Up? There was Jesus with Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. Every minute, every moment. Through the healing and the hurting. Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. There was Jesus. So... You look back on it now, and I thought I was alone with no hope in prison, and Jesus was there. When I was in this job after prison, that everybody was like, oh, you got the greatest job in the world. I sat there every day with my hands in my pockets, looking out the window, looking at just the world, going, what am I doing? I am meant for so much more than this. That was God. That was God calling in 2012, 2011. And I wasn't listening. I wasn't answering. I wasn't looking for him. I wasn't seeking him. I thought that, man, I am built and for so much more. That that was me, prideful, selfish. I got this. I can do this. I've been through more than anybody that I know. I am better than everybody else. What am I doing here? I should be so much further in my life than where I am. Number six, you feel called to a higher purpose. So, number five and number six are very close. In one sense, you feel, I'm meant for something more. But then you go, not only am I meant for something more here on earth, but I'm meant for something more in the heavenly realm. I am called to a way higher purpose than that. Wasting my life away, selling alcohol to people. God calls. When God calls and you answer, he will bring you to a realization that there is a sense of purpose and mission for you specifically. Like there was some higher power of of intelligence agencies that all worked together and said, there's only one man, there's only one woman for this job, and that is Lala, that is Sonja, that is Shane, that is um, Nancy, that is Amanda, that is Jeremy. You have a specific job, a specific mission. And when you realize that, 
Man, let me tell you what. Pedal to the metal. Pedal to the metal. And last but very not least, you feel the need to turn away from idols and sin. You, tur- you feel this incredible need to turn away from the things that you turned to in your time of trials. That you turned to instead of turning to God. You will find very quickly that the things of this world no longer satisfy you. The music that you used to love no longer satisfies you. The partying that you used to do no longer satisfies you. Laying at, staying out late at night no longer satisfies you. Using the Lord's name in vain no longer satisfies you. Using swear words at all no longer satisfies you. Being mean to people just to be mean, just so you can be kind of a bully, no longer satisfies you. Being in control. Being a control freak. Being angry. None of that no longer satisfies you. What satisfies you is opening up this book And reading God's love letter to you every single day. That is the only thing that satisfies me. The worst thing that you can do. Is allow Satan to keep you from having these conversations with your Father in Heaven. If you reject His callings, it will not only sadden God, but you can bet your bottom dollar that He also won't give up. So get ready to be poked. Get ready to be annoyed. Get ready to be prodded. Get ready to be overwhelmed with a message that you need to answer. Because when you push away the hardest, that's when God pushes harder to get closer to you. Sooner or later, sooner or later, you'll answer. Or you won't. I suggest you do. Now for the last uh, eight minutes, what do I got here? I know it's not Friday, but I don't care. What would Jesus say? Well, he's already said it. Here is his direction. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's a clear directive. The advertisement's only 30 seconds. Here goes. We have two appointments, one with death and one with judgment day. Here's God's standard of judgment. Whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. No liar, fornicator or thief will enter heaven. Each of us have broken God's law, but Jesus paid the fine on the cross. Then he rose from the dead and defeated death. It's not God's will that you end up in hell. So repent today and trust alone in Jesus. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Why preach the gospel? Because it's the power of God unto salvation. We tend to preach anything except sin, righteousness, and judgment. Anything but Christ and Him crucified, who was sent into the world to save us from the wrath to come. No wonder our message has become irrelevant to most of this dying world. Watch how these two wonderfully respond to the gospel. One's a committed Catholic and the other a believer in the craziness of reincarnation. You can be sure that the powers of darkness will urge you to click out of this video right now. Don't do it. Do you think there's an afterlife? I do think so. Heaven and a hell? Yes, but I think more like somebody dies and like an angel and they become a bird, a dog, a squirrel, anything like that. Squirrel? What about a butterfly? Could be a butterfly too. I want to come back as a dog for sure. So you've got about 14 years and then you get sick and die. True. What about a tortoise? They last about 70 years. What about a lion or a lioness? Yeah, a lion or elephant. Elephant for sure. <laughs> so you don't believe the Bible? I do. Yeah, well, the Bible says it's appointed a man once to die. After this, the judgment, so you don't come back as anything, according to the Bible. So how does someone get to heaven? What do you think we have to do? Follow the Ten Commandments. So where are you going if you died tonight? I hope to heaven. Are you a good person? I am. So how many lies have you told in your life? A lot of lies. Ever stolen something, even if it's small? Yeah, probably. What do you call someone who steals? A thief. So what are you? A thief. A lying thief? Yeah. Still think you're a good person? Uh, yeah. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Yeah. Love your mum? Yes. Ever use her name as a cuss word? Yeah. Now when you use God's holy name as a cuss word, it's called blasphemy. So serious mm -hmm. it's punished by death in the Old Testament. Now Jesus said if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yep. You've told me you're a lying, thieving, perhaps blasphemous, adulterate heart, who's self-righteous and saying you're a good person when you're not, you're like the rest of us. And self-righteousness is a sin. So if God judges you by those ten commandments on Judgment Day, you're going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty based on that. Heaven or hell? I mean, hell. Does that concern you? It, it concerns me all the time, but like... It concerns you all the time? Yeah. Ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? No. It's very famous, saying God is paying you in death. Mm for your sins. Like a judge who looks at a criminal who's committed multiple murders, but he keeps saying, Judge, I'm a good person. The judge says, I'm going to show you how serious your crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what you've earned. And Ryan's sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row, and your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. And the Bible says, All liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief, no blasphemer, no adulterer will inherit God's kingdom. So you're in big trouble. So what can you do to be made right with God? Well, I'm Roman Catholic, and for us it's confession. Do you know that confession can't help you? That's like saying to a judge, I confess I committed the crime. He's going to say, good, we got a confession out of you. You're going to jail. Let me put it another way. What did God do for guilty sinners like you and me so we wouldn't have to go to hell? Well, he died on the cross. You're on your way to hell. Jesus died for your sins. How can that help you? I can, you know, live a God-like life. You know, it's like almost like a what would Jesus do type of thing. Have you ever heard the gospel? I honestly don't know. <laughs> it means good news. It's the good news that Jesus Christ has abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. So I'm going to share the gospel with you and get your thoughts. And this will change everything for you if you can get a grip of it. So don't let anything distract you. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine. 
That's why he said it is finished just before he died. He was saying paid in full. Ryan, if you're in court and you've got speeding fines and somebody else pays them, a judge will let you go, even though you're guilty. You'll say, you've got a lot of fines here, but someone's paid him. You can leave, and it's legal. Well, God can legally take the death sentence off you because Jesus paid the fine on that cross and then rose from the dead, defeated death, and all you have to do to find everlasting life, according to the Bible, is repent of your sins and trust alone in Jesus. Don't trust your goodness because it's not going to work. Trust the Savior. Put your trust in Jesus. If you're going to jump out of a plane 10,000 feet, why would you put on a parachute? For safety precautions. You don't want to die, and your motivation is fear. And that fear is your friend, it's not your enemy, because it's making you put on a parachute. And Ryan, because I care about you, I've tried to put the fear of God in you today. I've tried to make you a little scared, hoping you'll see that fear as your friend, not your enemy. Because it'll make you serious with God. Mm -hmm. And it'll drive you to the cross where you'll find everlasting life. Can you hear what I'm saying? I do hear what you're saying. You're going to think about what we talked about? I definitely will think about it. So when are you going to repent and trust in Jesus rather than trust your own goodness? Now. Today. Today? Yeah. Are you sorry for your sins? I'm only sorry for my sins. Can I pray with you? Sure, yeah. You realize what you're doing? You're laying down your will. You're saying, not my will, but yours be done. You gave me life, and I'm giving my whole heart and soul to you. Yes. You're sorry for your sins? Yes. Can I pray with you? Yeah. Well, let's bow in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for Ryan. Thank you for our meeting today. And I pray that this day she'll find a place of genuine sorrow for her sin and true repentance and be born again with a new heart, new desires, with the knowledge she has everlasting life, all because of your great kindness and your amazing grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I give you a book I've written called Scientific Facts in the Bible? Always love it when Ray can uh, bring another person uh, to the point where they allow him to pray with them. It is always great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Rise Up today. I thank you all for being here. I'm going to take you out the same way I always bring you in, and that's with some good gospel music, just like church, right? Thank you, guys. Thank you for your prayers for my mother. Remember, Jesus is calling. Stop ignoring. Get the shirt on my website if that helps you. Stop ignoring. Answer it today and watch your life change. Thank you, guys. Mike Crispy and Unafraid comes up next. I hope you guys go and watch that show too. See you later. I'll see you at 11 o'clock for two hours. Have a great rest of your morning. Yours is the end.